Hi everyone, I'm so glad you tuned into this episode on Face to Face. My guest today is so warm, intelligent, humble, and incredibly talented. At the same time, her story up until now is the exact embodiment of what this podcast is about. She has been going from face to face her entire life, from not aspiring to become a dancer, to studying dance at Juilliard, breakdancing with rubber band, dancing at the oldest ballet company in the world, to ending up with NDT. I'm so excited to introduce you to Lea Fed. I've gotten to know Lea during my time here at the Netherlands Dance Theater, and there was no doubt that I wanted to sit down with her for the podcast. Surprisingly, it took us a while to get together, but we finally did, and she was so generous with her time and words. So with that being said, I'm going to let her do the talking and let myself get drawn in by her inspiring story. Hi, Leah. Hello. <laughs> it's so amazing to have you here. I'm so happy. I'm also so happy we can have time. Um, yeah, we've tried for a while to get in touch. I think, uh, what, like four months, August? Yeah. I think, yeah, you, you came to me in August. Yeah. And since then, it's been just back to back. Yeah, time flew by. Like, we've both been so busy. And yeah, and also just with the podcast, it's actually a way bigger endeavor than I thought. So, like, time really is going by. And yeah, the content, you know, actually moves slowly, but... I guess it's also because we have a full-time job. <laughs> putting care into it, so it always will require a bit more than you think. But I'm super happy that you found some time today, even though you get to perform tonight <laughs> yeah. and you have still stuff ahead of you. But um, how okay. are you doing? How are you feeling right in this moment? It's uh, a good question. Um, I feel I feel like this past four months has been a huge wave, and. Um, not in a dramatic way, but I feel, you know, like I've emptied myself um, mm. creatively and artistically and um, mental focus wise. I really just, uh, there was a momentum of rigor that I just poured myself into. And just naturally what happens after any intense period, of course, is the natural decrescendo <laughs> of energy. But um I think for projects that you really adore, um, it's maybe even more of a decline because it it was such a um, yeah great few mm. few months. Do you feel like you're a little bit in this decrescendo moment in this <laughs> Very moment because you had just to point out a few things like we've all been really busy, but you actually had outside your um, new premiere that came with NDT mm -hmm. with Yon Bourgeois. Mm -hmm. who also was here yeah. a while ago. Um, you also did your first creation for the Corso Theater here yeah. in The Hague. Yeah. How was it to, oh, how was that experience, first of all? And then if you mind elaborating on that, how was the kind of synchronization between working in NDT mm -hmm. up to a new premiere and at the same time kind of parallel making your own first creation for a new theater, which was also a big step yeah. and an exciting yeah. step for you, I can imagine. Quite exciting. I meant, I didn't mention the specifics of what I had said, but that's kind of what I meant. You know, the months have been uh, demanding mm. um, and focus-wise and attention, um, I've kind of had to take every day with a, 
like in full year. Um, just to say, uh, you know, I would work at NDT from 11 to 5, 6 with some breaks, of course. But right after I would be in Corzo from 6 to 10. And that happened for about a month. Um, and even before that, I had time in August, but we were doing the shared platform, yeah. which I was also uh, honored to be part of sharing a, a workshop for NDT. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a beautiful melding of opportunity that I, I hadn't thought would, would happen. Yeah. And I'm so happy it did. We can talk about the workshops and rubber band maybe a bit later. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, but just, you know, it contextually, uh, the the creation I did at Corzo spanned from middle of August until just two weeks ago, yeah. which was the end of November. Um. And so even when you're not, uh, for me, because I'm still learning about myself as a creator more mm -hmm. and more, um, but even when I'm not in the studio with the dancers creating it, it well, that's actually always been the case. It's nothing new. <laughs> but uh, my, my creative engine is, is running um, all the time. You know, when, I, when I'm at home trying to rest, to go to sleep, you know, I'm also a night owl, you know, I, I don't sleep easily at night because um, for some reason inspiration hits me at night <laughs> it's kept me up happily but also a bit frustratingly because, you know, I have a full day at work the next day. Of and, course. Um, but I've, I've enjoyed every, every day of it. Um, I think the creative environment the creative uh, process for me is so integral to what i search for as as my artist mm -hmm. um and and to to lead that in you know a world of my own evoking i i just enjoy it quite a mm -hmm. lot That's as beautiful. much as it was intense <laughs> yeah yeah of course no i can only imagine like com just combining the two jobs at the same time maybe you can like for the people that are trying to imagine, like, what's the difference with your day-to-day -day, uh, work or job at NET or passion? And what was so different about doing this project with Corzo, making a piece, yeah. like being on the other side of that? Yeah. Could you point out a little bit what's so different about those two, two pathways? Those, yeah, those two, like... Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, as we can imagine, you as a dancer with NDT... Um, the demand is to be prepared in the day to step into a choreographer's world, to yeah. prepare yourself, you know, mentally, physically, um, to, to meld yourself, to, to lend yourself to a choreographer's vision, which we all adore doing, you know, it's kind of a big part of our, our, our work. Um, so, you know, ballet class every day, uh, 11 to 12, 15, um, and in this particular period, we were working with uh, the wonderful Yuan Bourgeois and his partner, Marie. So this for this specific time period to be ready for their work mm. um, wasn't so much about ballet technique class. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I was happy to take ballet. It was one of the few times in the day that I would actually really dance. You know? yeah. <laughs> so it was a nice thing to feel. Um, but for their work, uh, we had to train a lot actually with upper body strength, um, yeah. with 
we had a whole set design, which was a beautiful opening of um, a new kind of collaboration with mm-hmm. inanimate objects, um, chairs and tables that were sideways and upside down. Yeah. And to um, kind of mount ourselves into that kind of set design as if gravity didn't exist. So yeah. it took a lot of kind of pulling of arm strength and gripping and um, kind of, it really, we, we dove into a whole different strength of the body. Yeah. And that was a really fun, really, really fun. <laughs> I, I keep saying it take it, it took us back to kind of being a kid yeah. on the monkey bars and just um, kind of using playful effort in our imagination. Yeah. This, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, this collides so much with what Jan was talking about when he was here and when Marie, like the things you mentioned, like collaboration with the dancers, they felt yeah. like you were all in this thing together, Very much. Um, you know, trying to create and come up with new things and experiment. Yeah. And of course, Jan's obsession with like, you know, b- playing and the the rules of the game. And yeah. like he, he talked about it in depth when he was here and it's just so nice to hear your experience like being on the other side of it yeah um and because of his surg background a bit the the, i guess the more yeah yeah like you said upper body strength like the hanging like we're not used to hang on on a bar or grab with your arms and the thing is like i saw the live stream now and uh in the performance it looks it looks so seamless like you guys it looks like you are just yeah floating or hanging or the way perspective changes From it looks seamless to the next but yeah. of course we know how much like control and dedication it required to to get to that point where it looks like you're seamlessly going sideways on a wall Entirely. where it actually takes so much yeah control and the right amount of effort i can assume and it's yeah. just it was beautiful i mean just to also congratulate you with that because oh, it was an amazing <laughs> For the whole an team. amazing it was really uh, program like the the essence of teamwork I guess you could say I haven't thought of that, but that's how I feel. It was really a um, collaboration of all parts, the technicians, the dancers, the rehearsal directors, of course, Joanna and Marie opening up their, their world to us. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a beautiful thing to experience that process at work. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, that took up the, the first chunk of my days. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I loved also being at Corzo, but, you know, at work for this particular process, I could be so present and I could be so um, attentive to their world because I I enjoyed it so much. And uh, so for that to be the first chunk of my day and then, you know, I would ride my bike. It was a five minute bike ride between NDT and Corzo. Yeah. Um, All the time you got to change your gear. Yeah, that's that's the role changing (laughs) in that bike ride of just kind of in my head. um, So how am I going to lead the next four hours? Mm. Where did I just come from, from our last rehearsal yesterday? You know, meanwhile, I get home at 10. uh, No, I end at 10. So I get home, you know, 10, 15. And so thankfully, my partner, you know, he's made dinner and he's just really taken care of me during this, this whole period. I'm very grateful for that but you know i would have to go over footage you know until like 11 or midnight just to have my mindset a bit prepared for the next day yeah. before ndt rehearsal yeah so that i don't have to cram it all in that five minute bike ride um, for sure did you catch yourself 
while you were in NDT in your own speed, did you catch yourself like slipping and thinking about like mm -hmm. the rest of the day or like Corso? Because that would be definitely me, even though I don't want to <laughs> admit that. Like, like I know that my mind would go there yeah. and I'd be like, no, like be present, like just focus on what you're doing here. I think that's <laughs> why I'm just so uh, grateful that you want Marie's process was so enjoyable for me yeah. because I, As much as I did think about Corzo, of course, I, I can't deny it would drift in and out of my thoughts all day, mm. all day for the past few months. Um, but when I was in the in the process with Yohan and Marie, I was I was really there and um, excited for the evening. I guess yeah. maybe more than stressed. Yeah, very excited. Also, the dancers I used, uh, Simone and Alessia. Yeah, Alessia taught. You, yes. you met her. Um, It's amazing how things have been kind of. All cross reference yeah exactly. of like what i'm so happy about that she looked also amazing it was so yeah so amazing to see them just, and, uh, um i didn't know them before so that was also a bit of a a risk you know working with two dancers how does that work sorry to interrupt you yeah. how does that work like corzo asks you to make a piece for this evening which is yeah. in collaboration with ndt they yeah. have multiple projects a year that um are in collaboration with mm -hmm. ndt Did they offer dancers to you? Did you get to choose? Like, how, how did that process go? If you mind of talking course, a little bit about that before going on. That, uh, because I'm, I'm quite new to the Netherlands mm -hmm. and because I'm not a freelancer, I don't know the scene. Yeah. Just very simply. Um, and at, when they first proposed the project, um, actually my mind went to all the freelancers I know internationally. Yeah. Because um, that has been my network uh up until now we'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> and uh so when they kind of gave me a clue in that they would prefer that i use dancers within the netherlands of course for the corona situation and then perhaps for other reasons as well um you know they they sent me some names uh kind of upon hearing of my background they sent me some uh maybe more hip-hop breakdance oriented Dancers that were incredible, of course, but um, wasn't really the direction I wanted to go yeah. in. Um, and it was felt kind of funny to not know people and just search them on the internet and just kind of... Yeah, yeah it's it just, a very distant way to connect to people that you're going to have to yeah. work with for the next four months. Yeah, I wasn't so... It didn't feel promising, but there was one name in, in the many list of people um, named Simon Boos, and, and I saw his... Instagram is kind of the way to put it. It's usually not my style, but yeah. happy no, to see him. No, it's also these days. Yeah, like... it's, uh, you kind of have to flow with it. Um, and I, I was actually very drawn to um, to his his presence and his movement quality, even mm -hmm. in a video. So mm -hmm. on a whim, you know, I, I contacted him. And, you know, long story short, he turns out to be awesome. I needed a second <laughs> person. And I was yeah. looking and searching and... You know, on his Instagram too, I saw a beautiful woman that could also move incredibly and I was drawn to her. And so I called him and he was like, um, I, I see <laughs> so, such a funny phone call. Like, I see that you have a, a wife or a girlfriend. And I, I just, you know, this is kind of maybe funny to ask, but maybe I could work with the both mm -hmm. of you. <laughs> That's also for him. He better thought like yeah, thought twice about that. Yeah. Also wanted to make sure it was okay with him because it's not you know a, a given that all couples would like to work together. Yeah. No, um, I can. Yeah, I can I, definitely I'm second sure, that. You know, 
but yeah, again, long story short, it just turned out to be such a, a when the stars align of um, collaborators and people you didn't know. Um, and they, they've inspired me wildly throughout the whole process. And it's really been a, a meeting of, of good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to have felt that they come from a bit of, um, we don't like this word, but urban yeah. sort of dance. Mm-hmm. Alessia has a bit of house and her own styles, um, that she comes from and her own practices and Simone as well came from breakdance. Um, and has kind of veered into his own experimental theater. Yeah. So they kind of came from their own own languages, yeah. as I do from mine. Exactly. I was about to say that kind of feels very connected to what what I feel from you and what mm. I feel like has been, yeah, of interest to you. And like I, when I see you create or dance or even when I hear you talk, like I feel this construct of these different experiences that you had mm. before you even came here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always funny. Like I think about, like sometimes I think about NDT. I'm like, for me, this is where things start. And I then I I think about <laughs> you. I'm like, you've had, which maybe actually we can talk about it now yeah, if you yeah, don't mind. Sure. You've had such a journey before even ending up here in NDT. Um yeah, and I was just wondering if you would m- mind kind of going through that. Like, I think every experience shaped you in a different way and give. Um, and this is one of the first times I'm like, it's like typically, or like literally, actually, the name of the podcast, like the face, face to, to face. face. Yeah, it's like with you, it's like an embody <laughs> embodiment <laughs> of that. So yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe like, like yeah, start works, from the be- well. beginning, like. If you, uh, of course. if you don't mind. Yeah, happy to share. But what, yeah. Did you always want to be a dancer? Did you know that? <laughs> like, um, No, mm. definitely not. But also, yes, at the same time, mm-hmm. just because uh, it's my first love. It's first, like, total love and um, devotion. Um, but I guess, you know, from the beginning, beginning, just contextually, we can speak about that later, but my dad... Uh, and my mom, they're both immigrants. My dad's from India and my mom's from the Philippines. Yeah. So just to say my upbringing um, didn't really involve the arts as a possibility for a profession. They, come, they came from quite academic, um, practical backgrounds. And mm-hmm. that, uh, not in any in inhibiting way, but I grew up very academically <laughs> yeah. oriented. Yeah. Just from... Dance wasn't like around you when you when you were really yeah you know it was was, an after school activity um school wasn't like a damper you know i i enjoyed school and i i loved learning i was a dork uh in the best way you know i i was on science olympiad and um battle of the books and you know oh i can see that i can see that for you (laughs) now it all makes sense yeah um yeah and so actually my my path up until college uh was going to be in something medicine, a doctor, or I don't know. That's what I was, I thought I wanted. Yeah. Um, was that kind of nurtured a bit from, from your, from your family? Like, did you feel that? Was there a certain expectation or was it more, not a pressure? Not a pressure. It was really my own ambition or like drive, I guess you would say as a teenager, not really knowing so much of who you are. Yeah. 
And I went to a academically oriented high school where mm-hmm. it was very competitive. It was also in America and American yeah. education is... Where, 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 where did you grow up, actually? I actually don't know. Also, a, a short, long story short, mm-hmm. I'm born in California, mm-hmm. uh, lived in Hawaii and Texas and North Carolina. Oh, wow. So I, I attended maybe seven schools by the time I was 18. And my dad's wow. job, he's an engineer, so we, we just... The thing was we moved. Yeah, you <laughs> moved. Just, wow. My constant growing up was my family, my mom, dad, and my brother. Yeah. And dance. Yeah. That was the constants. Yeah. Wow. I'm always so fascinated by people that move a lot throughout yeah. their like yeah. childhood or like young stages of life. As I'm fascinated by people that, you know, have one home and that they grew up in. Yeah. They can visit. I I don't know that. Yeah. And that's it's very beautiful to me. Um but yeah, it was a very it's it's how I see it. It's made me so adaptable uh, yeah. to new places. And since you know, even then, I've I'll get to it. But I've I've moved around yeah. quite a bit: Montreal, yeah. New York, Stockholm, and now here. So yeah. it's kind of been the theme of of my story yeah. up until now. But you seem to have a really good connection with it. Like so, I, I feel like it it like enriches you as an artist in this yeah. moment, and you don't really look back on it as a that's what i feel like you don't really look back on it as a like like oh i'm moving all the time and it was horrible my family you know we're a tight group of weirdos as (laughs) any family is and i saw a picture recently like a couple of days ago you posted something i saw a picture because i've missed them so much this year i was like oh my god that's also what made me think about like wanting to actually know a bit more yeah yeah, i'm very close with them in um even from a distance i've i've lived far from them since yeah. I was 18, which isn't unlike many of our stories yeah. as dancers. Um, yeah, but they're they're kind of my center. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense if everything else around you moved, actually, or you moved exactly. from everything else around exactly. you. You have a kind of a core. Tight unit. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. But not to say, you know, like in the tight unit, there's there was a lot of uh, natural friction of like, you know, my desire as I was growing up. 16, at age 16, I had my first summer program at the mm-hmm. Boston Ballet. Okay. And it was the first time, you know, I I was surrounded by people my age that knew that they wanted to pursue dance. Yeah. Uh, that had their families, you know, they were, their families were moving to cities so that they could attend the professional ballet school. Or So I, I guess that was the first moment where I kind of, it tickled me to, uh, envision that I could pursue that. Yeah, like make your like life. Yeah, out a, of a, out yeah, of dance, out of your passion. Um, I remember that really struck a, a real chord in me. Mm. I went to the Lines Summer Program in San Francisco, and the Juilliard Summer Program, um, which all like by the time I was eighteen, I remember having a big dilemma on what schools to apply to. So yeah. I, I applied to many academic schools over the country. I applied to many dance programs. Um, very gratefully also with my parents' support. You know, they were just also trying to help me figure out what step was yeah. was best for my interests. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was debating between many, many, many things. Uh, but what I guess kind of cut the deal was that I, I got into Juilliard. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is like... Which was a bit of a deal breaker for for balancing any other equation. Um, 
So I, I have to say, yeah, once I entered Juilliard, that was really the start of really, really opening mm. what what dance could be. I didn't yeah. know about Martha Graham or Jose mm -hmm. Limon or, you yeah. know. Maybe just to put Juilliard into a perspective or a context for people yeah. that are like hearing for the name for the very first time. Yeah. I don't think many will, but <laughs> maybe just. You know, can you like give a nice uh, yeah, uh, of, of Juilliard? Yeah, like school. just like what it you know. Yeah, how... it's um an arts conservatory in New York yeah. um, that is is quite selective, I guess you could say, quite competitive. Maybe one of the most competitive, uh, comparable actually. No, um, you know they have dance, drama, music, um, and within music there's jazz and opera and mm. composition. Um, but for the dance. Uh, department there's at, at the moment that I was auditioning they each year took 12 women and 12 men yeah. across the the world the yeah nation. not even not even the US like it's really yeah. international like yeah. people come from Europe to go yeah and uh, it was not expected it was not expected mm. and my, my time there was grueling mm. Um, and my classmates became my family. Yeah. And I look back on those four years um, with a lot of heart. Yeah. Because I really grew with them, but still very young, yeah. <laughs> as, I, as I feel now. Of course. Um, Did that kind of open a big flood of information and, uh, like, let's say, dance uh, yeah. possibilities I that you actually didn't know? much of anything. Look at before, yeah. yeah. I, I grew up also, you know, very grateful to every person along the way that yeah. has been part of my training. But before the age of 18, you know, I took ballet and jazz and like some convention classes, yeah. like lyrical and yeah. these kind of studio studio dance. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, like I said, you know, Juilliard was the first time I took a real modern class. Yeah. And every wow. year, a whole different technique, uh, I don't know where the order, but yeah, Limon, mm -hmm. um, Graham, Horton, uh, Cunningham. Mm. Uh, so those that was that was so new to me. Yeah, and, you know, I had had classmates that came from having taken Graham or Limon, you know, since they were fourteen. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I felt a bit late in that kind of opening or that blooming. Yeah. But I took it all by storm. But I find that so fascinating. Like you're mentioning, like by the age of 18, kind of you're getting in touch with these things, or like you start almost on a more professional level. And like by the time I was 18, yeah. I had gone through like six years of ballet school, <laughs> learning about all of those things, wow. going through phases from me wanting to become a principal dancer in the Bolshoi to like me <laughs> wanting to go to NDT. Yeah. Like gone. Like like that all happened. Yeah. Like by the time I was 18. Wow. Like. Like yeah, that, that this, so this decision much. was made for me like when I was 12 and that was like I'm gonna become you know like the best ballet dancer at 12 you knew at 12 that's incredible like decided to leave my home for a dormitory yeah, in Antwerp see, exactly. start the school they told me from classical like kind of point of view that I was behind mm -hmm. in terms of like my my body and my technique and stuff mm -hmm. so worked my ass off and then of course like I had this goal and like best you know, Bolshoi ballet. I was like, I, like you know, that was yeah, like yeah, yeah. such a drive. But then got in touch, of course, with an NDT summer intensive. Wow. So Changed it just, world. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just funny. And then by the time of 18, I was like, ah, I'm going to go to NDT. And it's, 
but also that's why I totally missed the concept of, of mm. college. And yeah. I love hearing about it because mm. I'm like, it's something that actually is super unfamiliar to me. I and it's just imagine. so lovely. I, I find it so fascinating for you. You were, I also, I think it brings maybe like a, pu a purity. Can you say like that? Like mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. that you, you came in and it's, like, it's actually kind of all new to you still. So, so you just <laughs> em embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's lovely yeah, to hear. Yeah, a bit later in the timeline, as you say, you know, because yeah. there were people like you, of course, that, that, <laughs> beautifully were able to connect to their passion and drive earlier yeah it all leads us you know to where we're supposed to be it's all it's all each yeah it's story. funny you can't like really decide oh what if like sometimes i think you about can't. it like what if you can't you know i didn't go to this school what if i did yeah our set of, of characters yeah. but I, I it's making me think you know before juilliard <laughs> i forget about this but my dream uh, you know, I, I grew up in, well, grew up the, the last six, seven years of high school. I, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, mm -hmm. um, and I attended Carolina Dance Center. This was my home. Um, but my dream was to kind of join the regional ballet company, which was Carolina Ballet. Mm -hmm. And oh, I, I remember having an audition my senior year of high school. Um, and I took class with them and the director took me into his office afterwards and he sat me down and he said, you know, you're, you're very lovely, uh, but you're, you're not quite the right fit for our, our company. Mm -hmm. I forget the other kind of isms he had said, but it broke me. You know, yeah. that was that was kind of my, you know, the, the regional ballet studios kind of feed into the ballet company of the region. Yeah. Um, Little would you know you would be in the world. <laughs> top who, who knew? companies I didn't a couple know. of years I just later driving back to school that day and sitting in my car and really crying those mm. moments are real it's just, yeah you just can't know yeah well actually oh, fuck i don't even know if I, <laughs> my mother hid from me that i didn't pass my audition from my for the ballet school no way yeah on purpose, obviously. Yeah, she was going to tell me when I was 18 because I was allowed through some people that knew me and knew then people in the ballet school and the director. Somehow I was allowed a second like audition and supposedly a trial period, which mm -hmm. after those three months, never heard much about a trial period because I was like mm, right. <laughs> going for it. But, oh my gosh. And I found out through one of the teachers actually, but my mom didn't want to tell me until I was 18. Mm. Yeah. Which is like... That's huge. <laughs> so at least you knew. I don't know. It's, it's like, I don't know which one is better. Like right. I was, yeah, I was oblivious. I just thought everyone went on a second audition yeah. for yeah. for that school. Nope. Nope. That right was just on. me. That and was just you. Somehow they, I don't know, provide me a second chance. And then, which is just funny because never heard much about that you know second yeah, chance yeah. or that trial period yeah, yeah, once yeah. i started but <laughs> very very funny i don't even know if i can leave this in and publish this <laughs> i'm gonna have to see Edit. about that yeah. um obviously like my mom did that with the best intentions course, like uh, course, but uh but um i i also don't really blame her or anything for that it's just like funny like yeah. she got a letter saying you know, your son yeah. did not get accepted in this school. And she was just like, I'm not going to show that. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. No. I feel like that only happens in like, like TV. No. Like, Again, with the best intentions. That's <laughs> yeah. mom. 
That's yeah. Anna. Wow. Nice story. Back to you. Yeah, it is actually. It's funny. It's like so it funny how right. these things and then, you know. Yeah. Just choices fun. and exactly. stuff. So what about after Juilliard? After Juilliard. Um, so I, or more. Yeah, more Juilliard. Again, context. Yeah. It's all about context, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I did this summer program in Montreal. Mm hmm called Springboard. I've heard of that. Yeah. Good, very good things. Incredible right. program um, founded by one of my mentors and teachers that I met at Juilliard, Alexandra mm -hmm. Wells. Um, anyway, I, I met a choreographer that was part of the program. His name is Victor Quijada. Mm -hmm. um, and I was chosen to be part of his work in this three-week summer program. Um And it, it, was, it was just one of those workshops or times where, you know, you, you, you taste a physicality mm. and um, just something in you just wants it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> wants more of it, wants uh, to understand it, wants to play with it. And I, I felt that immediately working with him. And that was, I think, not my senior year, probably year before. But just to say, after Juilliard, uh, you know, we, we usually do an audition tour in Europe. Auditioning. I auditioned for NDT2. That's yeah. another story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it turns out the contract that I, I received or, or was offered was from Victor um, with his company called Rubber Band Dance in yeah. Montreal, Canada. And it was one of those other, you know, stars aligning moments of life where you really... You take something that you love by storm. And I really did that for three years. Yeah. Um, what can you, can you tell me a little bit about what was so different or what was so special about Victor's yeah. movement language, his approach? Because I think that's a big part of you still a big part of me. now. Yeah. Undeniably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or his background. Yeah. It's Victor is, um, he's a, Descendant of Mexican immigrants, mm. um, born, I think, in L.A. Sorry if I'm wrong, Victor. <laughs> But he grew up in the It's L okay, we can fact LA. check it. <laughs> yeah. um, he grew up um, in, in the streets of L.A., you yeah. know, kind of doing his thing, breakdancing. And his, his b-boy name was Rubber Band. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. If you see old videos of him in his teens, it's it makes a lot of sense. He's a rubber band. Um, and as his story goes, which you know I know so well, but I don't know if I'll do it well, that he had a, a mentor, Rudy Perez, and in high school he was introduced to ballet. Um, and he went on to New York to dance with Twyla Tharp. Mm. He went on to Montreal to dance with Le Grand Ballet. Um, and when he entered into the classical concert dance world, he kind of, as he says, divorced hip hop, yeah. really just to like go fully into a different language. And it was a few years into Le Grand where he uh, missed his old love of hip hop. Yeah. And it, he it kind of reintegrated into his, his research and he kind of started a, a thought of this melding between concert contemporary ballet into his roots of hip hop and break dance. And then he met this beautiful, incredible, intelligent woman named Anne Plamondon, who also danced for NDT2. 
oh, way back then. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So do my research better. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Happy to share. And she also danced for the Gulbenkian in, in Portugal. Mm. Um, and Victor and Anne, you know, with their their combining of their their brilliance, um, kind of founded rubber band, was really Victor, but, you know, Anne is a big part of that research that um, yeah, made the foundation. Yeah, it, it, and so, yeah, there's a rubber band method, and that's what I trained in for three years. It yeah. was kind of, as we say, standing on the shoulders of the two of them who had done all this work for years and yeah. to be able to deliver it as a class yeah. for people like me. Am I correct to put it this way that somehow the rubber band technique makes it for, like for people that don't have, for example, a hip hop background yeah. or background in breaking, somehow yeah. accesses certain techniques or ways or Entirely. training to access that Entirely. and the opposite way around for people that don't really have a contemporary base or mm -hmm. technique so somehow i feel like it's this hybrid not in exactly. not in the just visually how it looks but a hybrid in in method on yeah. how to approach the same almost structure or aesthetic or or visual um, yeah. purpose but from two different angles yeah that it, it was, makes it, it accessible. The meeting place, as yeah. you just said, for the hip hop breakers that didn't really have the the fine tuned knowing of what we need in contemporary classical dance, and also for those dancers more classically trained to understand how to utilize um, their body in a in a on the floor, right? yeah. in, inversion. Um, yeah. You can I place you more in that category Definitely. in that time Definitely. like breakdancing was new um, to you my first time with rubber band I joined with uh, five other people there were six of us mm -hmm. a new team the first time Victor and Anne were not dancing in their work so mm -hmm. it's kind of a new chapter okay. I was the only one though in those six people that had no experience upside down or you know other people had done gymnastics or came from circus mm -hmm. or you know had had done other kinds of of that a preparation. So I just say that because I feel like I'm a bit of a, a testament to why the rubber band method is incredible because it took me from ground zero, yeah. nothing. I love the floor, but I didn't do any of that stuff. But it took me from ground zero to really being capable of, of what I have been able to do since. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. And I, I'm so grateful for those years. Uh, it, it's okay. inspiring and i love like you mentioned the workshops in our shared yeah. platform earlier a couple of months ago it was it was lovely you were allowed to actually share victor's me method yeah. and i think we were all really grateful and like the reactions on you know just the workshop your energy the <laughs> method opening kind of new doors for people like it was yeah. lovely and it was inspiring and it was so cool to access those things and making like you know, certain freezes or positions or certain yeah. things on the ground that people have seen and recognized, but actually allows them to to try it yeah. without feeling like it's a big gap from yeah. what they were doing. Right and I think that was that was just extremely beautiful. I'm so happy you enjoyed. I, I was so also inspired to share it. Um, it's a bit of a part of me that is sometimes tucked away as I am at NDT because yeah. it's a question of what place does that world of dance have in this world of NDT. It's, yeah. um, 
yeah. So it was a beautiful thing to kind of for a moment meld the line yeah. that distinguishes both. For me personally, it was also just such a, I felt nostalgic because actually I did a lot of breakdancing when yeah. I was young, like even before I, before I went to ballet school, the school that I didn't get accepted to. <laughs> I get it now, <laughs> which I didn't know. Um, like, so to me, it was like also this kind of spark of like childhood or like before dance became so serious. Yeah. Like I always took it seriously because I was like dedicated exactly where there was like my jazz classes, my ballet classes, which I didn't love, but yeah. still took it seriously or the breakdancing, popping. Like, and it was just like, even just to have that music play in the background, I, oh, yeah. it was lovely. Like just I brought back some. What you're speaking on and what I also take from the, the the world of hip hop, you know, I'm not, I don't come from it, but you know, I, I dipped my toes quite deeply for those three years. But mm -hmm. what I take from it is just this this full celebration of individuality mm -hmm. and of um, of self expression. That's really what we what we gave and what we practiced in the ciphers and yeah. um, that feeling of really dancing from your gut and from your intuition is something that I didn't always have uh, as a practice, you know, in the concert classical dance world, which is so yeah. much about, um, well, I don't go there, <laughs> but other things. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. And you mentioned kind of finding or researching what place or what, you know, things that you discovered there, that part of you, where that can manifest itself here with an NDT. Yeah. And I'm not um, right actually to say that you came from there to NDT. There's a, <laughs> there's another in-between step, no? <laughs> and maybe because we, because unfortunately we don't have forever, you have places to go to later. So I, yeah. I will try to guide us within this time that we have. Yeah. You have a little pit stop before coming to NDT, <laughs> yeah. no? Do you yeah. mind just kind of, of continuing course. the track? Of course. I, I'm, so, it's, I'm so inspired. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, of course, after rubber band or during rubber band, mm. or not even, but um, going fully into a choreographer's world, um, leaving ballet for three years, mm. I didn't train in classic classical ballet. Um, no point shoes. No point shoes whatsoever. That was a happily <laughs> happy rid of. Um, trying to imagine you on point shoes. I just I I'm I I can, but it's just like <laughs> it's a different world, it's a different layout, different chapter. Um, but there's a, a natural curiosity, I guess. You know, after four years of Juilliard, and then kind of taking a bit of a left turn into breakdance. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of taking time to really leave what I had learned in some capacity and enter something new. There's a natural curiosity of all those all those tools that I had acquired at school or just, you know, in my dance training. And beyond that was a question of just wanting to look at Europe. Yeah. Um, just hearing and seeing what dance exists as in Europe versus North America. It's it's the tone is different. The, the network is different. The support is different. Um, yeah. So that became, you know, a endeavor to, to see what possibilities were. So I took another mm -hmm. trial of audition tours. Um, I think at Lucerne. Uh, Which is in Switzerland. Switzerland. Mm -hmm. uh, Saarbrücken in Germany. 
Um, I emailed NDT if they were interested, they weren't interested. Um, and not the right time, right? And the Royal Swedish Ballet, uh, the Royal Swedish Ballet was just kind of like a whim, you know, not that was kind of at the the part of the list that I was just gonna go for the fun of it, mm. not really expecting anything. And the other three, <laughs> I, I maybe had a bit, yeah, more, more thought about, but it ended up that I got none of those and I got the contract at the Royal Swedish Ballet, which is one of the oldest ballet companies in the world. Yeah, that's from <laughs> from a new method that combines breakdancing and contemporary dance to one of the oldest classical, um, classical ballet companies in the world. Yeah, and uh, the, what a trip. And, you know, just contextually, again, yeah. out of context, the director, Johannes Ullmann, was opening a new uh, sector of the company that included mm -hmm. contemporary dancers. Yeah. So that was my niche. Yeah in there did that really that happened when you were there like that that's yeah. quite a recent thing am i yeah right? recent it happened with johannes wow. uh, he brought in i actually don't remember maybe there were eight nine ten of us yeah that might be wrong but something like that. it was just a small group of contemporary dancers to be able to kind of vary the repertoire mm. that the classical company had done since the beginning so, you know, there I, I was introduced to um, Sharon Ayal and Wim van de Kabis and mm. um, Alexander Ekman. Um, I danced the role of Julia in Matzek's Julia and Romeo. Nice. Um, two years that were like, again, another, like if Juilliard was an opening and Rubber Band was an opening, uh, Royal Swedish Ballet was like a next level opening of you know, the, those kinds of top-tier choreographers, top-tier concert dance. Yeah. Work, um, like, mainly, like, Europe-ish based also. Yeah, and exactly. Like, people that you didn't necessarily get in touch with or... No, in North America. And, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Different different network. Um, and I remember being a bit... It was a transition going from there to there. Mm. Uh, I remember feeling, you know, my heart was really still... Uh, loving Montreal in some way for many reasons and at the same time this big world was opening and remember the Royal Swedish Ballet they have like this this golden foyer a bit like the Paris Opera and after premieres kind of being there and feeling a bit out of my skin you know I just come from a freelance world kind of just going with the flow of of people and and dance and just being in the golden foyer at a royal, royal opera house um, just different tug of world. Yeah. Which, um, yeah. But yeah. you felt something. You did. You feel like this is really, really interesting, and I'm learning a lot. But did you feel like something was not maybe yeah. where you wanted to be? Yeah. For a long amount of time. You said it. Um, yeah. I think you get a, a a hint of intuition about places. Yeah. Um, as much as you want to, you know, it's it's a privileged place mm. uh, especially comparatively to where I had been um, you know just as a dancer to have a regular contract uh, was new to me yeah. <laughs> I was grateful for everything but yeah. at the same time I, I didn't quite feel like I could exhale at home in Stockholm just felt like a beautiful adventure yeah and a, a pit stop as yeah. you said what happened at the end of the Royal Swedish uh, was that through some choreographic workshop, I was given the opportunity to 
make a work in Gothenburg for four dancers. Oh, wow. I didn't know. Yeah. And that um, was kind of the tail end of my Swedish experience. So I see. I, I was able to get these three beautiful months with the dancers in Gothenburg. And um, then the journey continued. <laughs> yeah. To where you are right now. Yeah. Was that, were you contacted by then the artistic director of NDT, Paul Lightfoot? Or were you, did you express interest? Um, I'll, I'll take a minute for the story. Okay. Yeah. yeah, go for it. We have time, we have I time? think. And yeah, and then we, we probably wrap up somewhere there. But Sad we have, that. I know, <laughs> you're definitely coming back. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> yes. Um, so for this story, uh, after two years in Stockholm, um, a number of factors just naturally felt like it was uh, a, a moment I had to really reevaluate if that was a place that I wanted to stay. Yeah. Um, and in that endeavor, in that like kind of questioning, I, I reached out just to amongst very few people, um, my old tour manager named Brent Belcher, mm-hmm. who uh, was the tour manager for Rubber Band. He's also the tour manager for Kid Pivot. Do I want to say the story? Sorry. You can, if you want. I'm going to say it, but you don't have to include it. Maybe. All right. Is that okay? Yeah, that's totally okay. fine. I'm really curious now because now you're, you're like, you're branching yeah. out, but I'm actually very intrigued. Just, I'm very curious. I just, I look at this story as a, you know, there's, there's a few times in your life where there's a field of flowers and someone just kind of plucks you from the field of flowers and puts you somewhere else. It's not what you're doing, but to you know, grow. it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just one of these um, sublime moments of life. But okay, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful, you know, <laughs> end for this and beginning of the new, yeah, yeah. another yeah. chapter of so conversation. Just to say, it was completely unexpected. Um, actually, I didn't, I'm, I'm rethinking now, I didn't reach out to people, but I, I I'm, was in contact with Brent Belcher, which mm-hmm. is the tour manager, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, just kind of relaying my feeling to him that I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay next season. And, In uh, Stockholm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew, uh, since I knew him at Rubber Band, um, I knew he was also the tour manager of Crystal Pite. And of course, everyone wants to dance for Crystal Pite, but it was never within my feeling or my regard to my relationship with him to ever open that door for my gain. You know, that's yeah. not, it's not uh, my way, of course. And, but I remember being on the phone and it, he brought it up that, uh, well, maybe I can I can contact Crystal about you if you really don't want to stay. Um, so That's I mean, already To me, that a... was like, well, <laughs> wow, I can't believe you said that. Um, but sure, I mean, if, 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 you're, if you Why feel not? like want to. Um, so in the course, I didn't expect much. I remember they had a dinner, but I, I didn't hear anything from anyone for about a month and a half. It was mm. in November. Um, in January, in end of January, I think I just, in the moment of really having to decide what I'm doing, I was actually just intending to leave the Royal Swedish and freelance. That was kind of my thought. Yeah. Um, but I get an email from Crystal saying she's actually... Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy <laughs> New Year. <laughs> uh, nice to meet you. Um, very sweet. Just, you know, just to go off of her dinner with Brent months ago and mm. to say uh, she'd love to meet me, but her her 
cast for her next creation is already completed. She heard NDTs looking for females. And if I'd be interested, she'd be happy to forward my name. Oh, wow. Um, so it happened in a matter of 10 days wow. from that first email because it happened to be the only time I had off in that coming week. So she sent my email to NDT. Um, she said, email these people. And I emailed them. And then we went back and forth for a few days. I, I'm only free this weekend. Can I come this weekend? Uh, I came that weekend. I auditioned for two days. Um, and at the end of the two days, I was offered the contract. Unexpectedly, I, that's a, the audition story is a whole other thing. Um, uh, and by the end, wow. I was pretty... Uh, I was pretty You're blown like, wow. away. In 10 <laughs> days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Just life change of direction. Yeah. Um, so I just say that because, you know, Brent, if I didn't know Victor, I wouldn't know Brent. If of I course. Didn't, it's just, it's all connected in that kind of way. Yeah, sometimes like the connection, like not like you can put effort and thought and intelligence into, you know, like preparing contact, but connection sometimes exactly. like exactly. and people that are that have a fond even like experience or memory of you where they want to i don't know it's beautiful do you do you feel like you still want to work for crystal in the future oh, we man. could <laughs> just maybe as a hypothetical or like where you, where you are now do we just as a future like is it still something that because that really didn't you know yeah, that yeah. pathway or that path wasn't like yeah um taken in that moment but do you um, still feel like it's lingering out there or do you feel like you're actually I, on a different it's a funny time to ask because i just like it we're thrust in this yeah reality we didn't even talk about even it it's nice actually know. we didn't we didn't talk about corona <laughs> for an hour i'm also I'm glad happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm refreshed by that thank you yes um if you would have asked me six months ago, I would say definitely yes. That's mm -hmm. probably what I want to do next. Mm. In this very moment, I, I just, I, I really don't know what comes now. Yeah. Like distance and time have elongated. So like thinking about being anywhere else in the world or moving there or working with any international artist just feels feels like a stretch. Yeah. Tell me about it. I might have to. <laughs> try you're in right world, like, you're in a whole different reality and that's that's another thing to navigate but it's true it feels kind of like there's stuff out there but also yeah, everything feels totally a bit paused it does, so as you said as yeah said. but i'm happy to hear that you know i mean man this just this stories and all the little stories within yeah they're just they're just fascinating and all of that reflects like on you, in you, or <laughs> to the people that you. Yeah, I, I have to say, I mean, with all with. those moments or chapters, it it um, it makes me be here at NDT and in the Hague, um, and really appreciate what this is in context of so much else. Yeah, it's not like um, yeah, yeah. I I I have a different tone of knowing other places and can appreciate what is here and in, in that kind of way um but at the same time it kind of also allows me to just rest here and not fester of like what else is out there mm -hmm. because i i've been out there and i kind of right now just am happy to invest in one place yeah um i can see that yeah but it seems to be a beautiful 
another beautiful face, another beautiful yeah. I don't know new chapter field of possibilities. Possibilities, yeah. Yeah. I'm so so happy to hear that, and thank you so much for coming this morning. Uh, We're you. unfortunately <laughs> gonna have to wrap up because I know you have places to be, but this definitely won't be the, the won't be the last time we talk, and definitely, I mean. We don't know how this podcasting will grow, but <laughs> if there's, you know, another season, another series, like, you know, you're around, you inspire me, you talk beautifully. And <laughs> I, yeah, you I'm, would be back I'm on honored the... honored to be invited <laughs> and to have someone to reflect with. So thank you yeah. for, for opening yeah. that time. Yeah, it's beautiful I really also. appreciate it. To, I feel like we, yeah, like you said, you reflect. It's not just a, an interview. It's not just no. a conversation. It's a reflection of of our minds in this very moment and i i feel that and i'm grateful for that thank Thank you you. and enjoy the rest of your day thank you thanks so much (laughs) thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of face to face if you enjoy the show feel free to suggest it to others that share your interest in the arts and the professional world of dance and dance theater You can subscribe to Face to Face on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other streaming services. And don't be afraid to let me know what you think or come up with suggestions or questions. Post them through the anchor link or just reach out to me on Instagram. Thanks for listening and I look forward to sharing the following episode with you next week.